Today, on the Entrepreneurship at DU podcast. We were both pretty passionate about art, and we are starting to really dive into an unbeaten path. Some people say, wear your heart on your sleeve. At Kairos Customs, wear your heart on your soul. Me personally, as an artist, I understand the person more by seeing them, talking to them, than I can understand what they really want in the artwork itself. Learn how two friends met and turned their shared love of art into a small business. I'm Kevin Douglas, and this is the Entrepreneurship at DU podcast. Welcome to the Entrepreneurship at DU podcast. Here we have the co-founders of Kairos, a startup that does custom shoe paint services. Will you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Callie Garcia. I'm majoring in marketing and I'm a senior this year. And I'm Isaac Zach, depending on if you've heard my name at Roll Call or not. I am uh, a business management major here and I'm a junior. Awesome. So... Could you guys tell me a little bit about how you met, how you connected with each other, and how that eventually turned into this startup? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we actually met courtesy of the Entrepreneurship LLC. We kind of got everything started because of the, what's it technically called? I guess it's like the Lean Startup, where uh, they give us $20, and you have 10 weeks to start a business and basically make as much money as you possibly can out of that $20. And she worked on a clothing brand of sorts, and I worked on like shoe restoration for my idea. And at the end of it, we kind of came together because we were both pretty passionate about art and uh, found a pretty good way to, to integrate both of the businesses that we had started. And out of it came Kairos about a year and a half later. We right. were on uh, separate groups actually for that project, and he happened to be sitting in the uh, the common room with us and throwing out ideas for our group and so we kind of just was like hey let's do this afterwards (laughs) yeah is this the first time you've tried starting your own business have you even done a lemonade stand as a kid or mowing lawns in the neighborhood i sold snacks out of my locker in middle school i would bring in like like rice krispie bars and stuff because my grandpa had a sam's club card so i would just go and buy those packs and stuff and just sell them out of my locker for fun um, but for sure, this is like the, the first big one I've done. Yeah, for me, I had a pretty similar road. I used to actually make a bunch of Rice Krispie treats at home. And I grew up in Aspen, so I was pretty close to a lot of people that were doing hiking and just a bunch of sports and being outside all the time. So I would go sit in front of the uh, bus stop right by my house and just sell as many as I could out to any of the hikers or anything like that. I would also, <laughs> probably under the uh, under the radar, get a bunch of like Chex Mex or what's the what's the snack with like the M and M's and the nuts? Trail mix. Trail mix. That's it. And I would just repackage that and sell that out, <laughs> trying to trying to make a quick buck. I also used to do um, lacrosse stringing for people. I actually still do that a little bit here and there, and duct tape wallets. That made me a pretty nice chunk of change when I was a little kid. Um, trying to think. I remember the first thing I ever did trying to make money was I, I begged my parents to pay me for taking out the trash. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always had a bit of a, an entrepreneurial mind, always trying to make a quick buck, for sure. Maybe you were too young to remember, but what inspired that? Did you hear your other friends were getting an allowance, and you were like, 
I'm not getting this. I should be getting paid for these services. Exactly. Yeah, that was kind of one of the big things. I also grew up in a family of business owners. My uh, my parents owned a painting contracting business in Aspen that did pretty well for a number of years. Uh, my grandpa owned a lot of real estate in Seattle a long time ago. So I grew up kind of in that environment personally. And that uh, I think was... I don't really know if like I was really inspired at a young age. I don't think it like really occurred to me, but I just am pretty blessed to have grown up in that situation where I, I kind of picked up a lot of those traits. Yeah, I can see how that would just kind of rub off on you. Yeah. So in terms of this venture specifically, what is it that you offer? What sets you apart from competitors that you would you would have in this field? I would say for sure is the effort we put into communicating with the customers because most of the other businesses I've seen like this, especially on TikTok, they just get orders from people and they design it and send it out. For us, we make sure to meet with the customer, get to know them. For me personally as an artist, I understand the person more by seeing them, talking to them, besides just getting questions like, what do you like? What do you dislike? What's your favorite color? To see them like talk about their passions and stuff, then I can understand what they really want in the artwork itself. Exactly. That's a huge part of what we like to do. I mean, especially in our first couple pairs of shoes, immediately what we would want to do is hop on a Zoom or hop on a FaceTime if we couldn't meet that person and make sure that we get that personality because that's something that we feel is so important about our business is that, I mean, a kind of a tagline that we really just came up with a little off the cuff was like where your where your heart on your soul as a part uh, as opposed to your sleeve which i think is a pretty common uh slogan if you will and we really want to just bring that personality we want to make the shoes a part of that person because we understand that that shoe wear and clothing and everything is already a huge part of who people are that's how they represent themselves so we want to accentuate that and then another thing that i think is now starting to separate us is the mass Something that a lot of people in this industry do is one-off shoes. You do one pair for one person. And we just got done with our biggest order ever, which was 23 pairs for the gymnastics team, which in <laughs> technical terms for like artwork, you don't see that. Like you don't see the same exact piece of art replicated by hand or by airbrush over and over and over again. You would just get something screen printed. So a huge thing that separates us is that we can do that and we are starting to really dive into what we're seeing is something that is a, a, an unbeaten path. So you guys are co-founders. It seems like you share a lot of the responsibilities. What is it about your dynamic and the skills you're bringing to the table that make you guys a good team? So that's something that we're actually just kind of learning. I mean, we're, we're very new to having an official business and we're just learning about all of the things that we're really good at, what we're not good at, and being able to complement that. Personally, I can say I might be a little bit more of like the the organized in terms of like talking to people and making sure that, you know, we have communication with you or communication with a lot of our customers. I would like to say that I'm also decently good at art. <laughs> so I get a little bit of the uh, the design work and the, and the painting done. But I think that primarily comes down to Callie where she has just an unbelievable talent for being able to put down, as we said, what people's thoughts, all their emotions, all of that character, that personality into the shoes, she has an uncanny ability to do that. I would say at the beginning when we first did this, not even like as an official business, um, Zach was definitely doing all of the networking and I was just doing the hand painting and stuff. 
but for sure right now it's we're I think it's really funny because he's the entrepreneur major and I'm the marketing major but he's doing like all of the marketing and networking and I'm just trying to focus on like how to organize the business itself so that we can work more efficiently but for sure I think that we are because it's just the two of us we're just picking up wherever we can for the other person exactly and that's been a huge thing for us as I said we're just learning all of this it is I mean it's it's scary at times I'm not gonna lie because we have no clue what we're doing really in terms of an official business but you know we're, we're picking up a lot of skills which we're super proud of and being able to complement that for each other that's one thing I hear a lot from the entrepreneurs I talk to is almost everyone is building the plane as they're flying it exactly and there's no better way to learn than just kind of putting yourself right in it and right in the action mm-hmm. what are some significant obstacles you've found because one other thread with all of the people i talk to and any entrepreneur you talk to is before you find that success it's a lot of failure it's a lot of learning the lessons the hard way and immediately what are some of those moments for you guys with this business for me in particular it's not really like associated like to the business itself but it does affect the business is trying to balance like my personal life my social life while working with like like classes and stuff as well as the business it's a lot to take on all at once so just trying to make sure that I hold myself accountable for what I agree to and make sure that it's if I say I'm gonna do it I at least like I get it done and like that's the biggest one for me right now because if I don't if I agree to take on shoes and I can't meet that deadline then that affects the business yeah I think uh, that just work-life balance is is pretty huge I think in terms of the business one of the biggest uh, kind of I'm not even really sure we can say that we've failed up to this point which I don't know like I I don't look at it as like we have ever really failed it's just kind of like a learning moment for us but as Kelly said like just kind of meeting those deadlines where like because we're in school and you don't like a lot of the times that we've had the most business has always been around finals time so it's just like whole panic stations all the time so just trying to be able to meet that but then at the same time a big thing now because as i said earlier we're getting into that being able to do multiple kinds of shoes is finding consistency and really we've only had to learn that in our most recent order and we're going to be able to learn and be able to be better at that next time and being able to correctly evaluate timelines to get that consistent all the time so i can say like with our shoes just now i mean we had some issues with like quality control in terms of being able to get stencils to always stick and things like that so that you don't get bleeding or whatever and finding all the right materials and just learning about all of these things that because as you said we're building the building the plane as we fly it you don't know until you try it so it's i don't know again it's not really like failures but it's just consistently having to learn new things that's always like oh it really makes you take a step back yeah i'd love to hear a little more about you mentioned like the balance of personal life being a student and being a a small business owner essentially and what do you think has changed the most since starting this project and how have you managed that that balance the thing that changed the most for me was definitely planning my days i now have to plan things like two weeks in advance because i have to try and use my time as efficiently as possible like i have classes at a set time during the week and then i have appointments and meetings and projects that i have to do as well so trying to make sure that i like 
set aside the time for the shoes. It's it's a business now, like it's my job, so I have to do, it's like not nine to five, but I have to make sure that I have that time specifically just to shoes. So that's the biggest change is trying to put that in my schedule now. I can't really say I've had too much change in terms of like my life around this where I don't know all my friends kind of like make fun of me or whatever like I'm not someone that goes out and like parties very often I'm always in my room I like to <laughs> be alone all the time I don't know it's just something about me I've always been that way so I wouldn't say that I've ever really had to change but there's definitely things that again like I'm just learning for all of this like I mean the time commitment has been unbelievable especially over the past two weeks <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call it like four four weeks wow. where I mean like we did not sleep like we were in the room just going for no, i mean non-stop sleeping there working all day getting homework done in the same room like it's just be basically doing what i did before but in a different place and getting used to maybe doing a different thing so like my life i don't think has really changed but now it's just saying like okay well now i'm painting as opposed to writing 27 papers I want to pivot and talk a little bit about just yourselves. How'd you guys end up here at, at University of Denver? So personally, I grew up in Aspen, Colorado, so about three and a half, four hours, depending on if you take the pass or uh, I-70 there. But I also played hockey coming out of Aspen for a very long time. I've moved out all around the country. And one of the, uh, the a couple of the alumni include the Doremuses here, and my family was pretty close with them. They played hockey here. And that was, that was it for me. I was like, I want to play college hockey here. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. I had a couple injuries, so it just kind of, it is what it is. But around time for, uh, for applications, and I, once I had decided that I wasn't going to play hockey any longer, somehow I kind of like forgot about DU because that was my goal for so long and I knew I had to pivot. And I was very close to going to uh, Canisius College up in Buffalo, New York, but got the, uh, the free application to DU and something about it i mean immediately like the second i got in it wasn't even a question i just like you know that feeling that you get in your gut or your heart or whatever you're like i i just need to go there like i didn't even know what i was going to study at the time i just knew that that was the right thing for me even aside from hockey because i knew that that was kind of off the road off out of the options off the road for me so yeah that's that's kind of how i ended up here um, I was actually born in the Springs and lived here for 10 years, but then moved up to Minnesota. And I would visit in the summer and stuff, so I really loved Colorado, and I wanted to come back for school and all. But I didn't actually apply to any schools down here at first. It was all schools in Minnesota. And then I got some stuff in the mail from DU, actually. And I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll just apply and, you know, see if I get in. I didn't apply to any other schools out of state of Minnesota so when I got in, I immediately accepted. I didn't, I didn't think about anything else. And I was like, I'm going here. I'm, I'm going to come here. I, I knew I wanted to do marketing, and I didn't even look at the campus or anything. I didn't look at their business school. I just accepted, and I was like, we're going here, mainly because it was in Colorado. What do you think DU has provided in terms of lessons from your class, lessons you've learned from your peers in the dorms, especially in the LLC communities? How has... DU's resources helped you really bring this specific startup to reality? I mean, quite honestly, DU did everything for us in terms of being able to make this a reality. Um, I mean, starting from the LLC from day one, I mean, all of the support that we got from Professor Michael Caston right off the bat or 
I don't know if he's currently employed here, but Matt Gisaldi as well. Uh, we got an unbelievable amount of knowledge, help in terms of physical things, like being able to get the, the money for the shoes to start this in the first place, to the classes that I have taken where I can name first dollar to first idea sale as an monumentally helpful to this business and getting to know a couple of the other professors like Neil Pollard, who, I mean, the opportunities that they have pre presented us have just been second to none in terms of being able to get a room at the, the garage so that we don't have to do this in our kitchens or being able to know about and apply for the micro grants that they provide here or being able to possibly get into Basecamp, uh, which if anyone is unaware of that is the business accelerator that they offer where you get six weeks six weeks five thousand dollars and a lot of mentoring to be able to grow your business which i know has been massively helpful to a couple of the other occupants including claire wetzel who runs illegal oats for anyone that doesn't know yeah i mean that there's there's on i could talk about this for days it is it's quite unbelievable what they've been able to provide us my biggest resource has definitely been the professors and like the network du gives you if, like all of my professors, they are so willing to help you reach out to people or help you find those resources. Like my marketing professors, they're helping me with like the social media and properly setting up uh, how to like handle networking, the, the websites proper, like the legal portions of it as well. And then especially like the, the LLC professors that we had, um, they were so helpful with getting us the resources and like the entrepreneurship program just reaching out to those other professors as well. And so I would say that's my biggest resource is that DU wants you to use their network and they will help you any way they can. Mm -hmm. And then finally, some rapid fire questions. Oh, Ooh, so okay. just, you know, <laughs> max like three to five word answers. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll just do you and you. Okay. Um, so first question is favorite movie. Ooh, Parasite. I actually just got done watching that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the Top Gun Maverick, the newest one. That one was good. Uh, favorite band or musical artist? I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. I'm a BTS fan. Nice. Favorite place in Colorado to hike or camp if you're into that kind of thing? I would say, I don't know about hike, but just be an Aspen back home for me. Um... Down in the like in the springs, there's a few places, especially the the what is it, Garden of the Gods for sure. Cool, and then favorite Colorado sports team if it's possible to have one. Humongous Avalanche fan. I would say Avalanche as well. Yeah, might be the only choice at this point. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate having you. Where can people find you to learn more about Kairos? So we just opened up our Instagram, uh, Kairos underscore customs. That's K-A-I-R-O-S underscore customs, just how you would spell that. Uh, we also opened up a Twitter. I uh, don't know the handle off the top of my head. Maybe Cali can help me there. It's uh, also Kairos customs, just without the, the underscore. Um, but we haven't completely set that one up. Uh, so it's more, more just the Instagram for right now. And we are currently in the process of building a website, which is a little <laughs> more complex than we had envisioned. But yeah, I've built a few websites. <laughs> I, I understand that struggle. And hopefully Twitter still exists. 
Oh, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, Could we'll, be any we'll day, see yeah. if you guys can get to that in uh, six months' time. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, best of luck with uh, future Kairos. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have uh, done this with you. The Entrepreneurship at DU podcast was recorded in Marjorie Reed Hall on the University of Denver campus. You can find us on Instagram at DU Entrepreneur on Twitter at DU underscore entrepreneur, and on Facebook at entrepreneurship at DU. Entrepreneurship at DU is part of the Daniels College of Business, which has its own podcast, by the way. Check out Voices of Experience, available wherever you get your podcasts.